0: Welcome to Just A Chat With, a video podcast series where we talk branding and creativity with the world's best in class. In this podcast, we hope to inspire creativity and bravery in you. This podcast is proudly brought to you in partnership with the One Club for Creativity and powered by Made Brave, a global strategic brand agency. We help brands find their brave. Hey guys, Andrew Doby here, and welcome to Just A Chat With. In our previous episode, I spoke to the lovely James Cross, who is the creative director at BBC Creative. BBC Creative is the BBC's in-house creative agency which was launched back in 2016, shortly after James and his creative partner Tim launched the Manchester office where they handle campaigns for the likes of BBC One, BBC Sport, CBBC, Children in Need, Sport Relief and loads more. James has worked across various award-winning campaigns such as Tokyo 2020, the FIFA 2018 World Cup and the We Know Our Place campaign celebrating women and Sport. He's also worked with numerous brands such as Wicked, Domino's, and Harley Davidson. Before now, though, on the podcast, we've had people such as co-founder and director of Dead Fellas, Betty NFT, We've had Nduku Noha, highly celebrated poet, creative director and recording spoken word artist, and also the founder of Great Influence, Ash George. In this episode today, though, I sit down with Craig Black, who's an amazing visual artist from Scotland, who has created a whole new technique in visual art called Acrylic Fusion. His unique and versatile style has led him to Work with brands such as UEFA, Wisdom Audio, Pepsi, Ribble Cycles, and even our very own brand, Made Brave. Craig's work has been displayed in New York, from New York, sorry, to Dubai and also Sydney. He spends his time traveling around the world sharing his inspirational story um, at various creative conferences. He's also talked about his journey today from designer to typographer to visual artist. And he's spoken about lots of his favorite projects, how he's won those projects and how he works on them and how long they take. And also how he's building a lifestyle business with his daughter and wife. We're an amazing time. Craig's a really inspirational guy and I hope you enjoy this episode. Great. Uh, um, welcome to this episode, Craig. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Good. Well, it's good to finally get you on. I think we're probably, for anyone watching, we're probably going to need double subtitles for two <laughs> Scottish accents. <laughs> <laughs> Big
1: time. Uh-huh. I, still um, that I, I still get that bad though. I still get that bad. Even when I'm at conferences, I try to slow down, speak slowly. And then afterwards, people go, "Oh, I love your talk, but I just, you're still speaking so fast. I still couldn't get it." And I'm like, "I try my best. I try my best."
0: It's, it's definitely, a, it's definitely a Scottish thing, isn't it? We I can of roll every single word together, and just need to <laughs> learn to slow them down and over-pronunciate. Yes. <laughs> Great. Well, how, how are things? You're in your studio. Um, yes. Do you want to let everyone yes.
1: know where we are? Yeah. So I am in my studio now, which is a place called Greenock in Scotland. Um, so Greenock's about. 40-minute drive from Glasgow, um, beautiful little coastal town. I'm um, actually, to be honest, I grew up 30 seconds away from here. Literally, my mum mm-hmm. still stays there. Um, so I've came full circle, um, and I love it here. Um, but things have been great. Been really busy traveling a lot, which is which is good. I was in Belgium the other week, which was nice, and then in London, and then back home to temperamental weather Scotland. One minute it's sunny, mm-hmm. one minute it's raining. Same where you are, Andrew. It's pretty grim, pretty grim, yeah. This is (laughs) is the height height of summer in Scotland, isn't it? I know, I know. Peak. I've got a hoodie on. I should be a shorts and (laughs) t-shirt.
0: And you you were were mentioning just before we came on camera, you've been up a bit of an early start today
1: yes yes my daughter Olivia so she's almost two and uh she got up very early this morning she Mm -hmm. got up about 5 a.m. and she kept shouting daddy 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 and I was like please just give me an extra hour but no I had to get up and we've been nonstop. so I've literally had a full day daddy daycare time which is amazing and I love it I absolutely love it um Mm -hmm. but yeah I was before this call I was like Nodding dog for a minute, but I'm all good. All good.
0: And, and how, how are you sort of balancing out the family time with, you know, the work commitments, the traveling and sort of scheduling? Are you, do you tend to work in the afternoon to try and sort
1: of, do you have a sort of set schedule now? Or? Do you know what? No, my, the balance is, it. I don't know if I want to call it a balance because it's actually a lifestyle I've created and me as a family. So my wife, Ali, has joined the business Um, as business manager she's officially the boss now she's she's got the term she's got the tag so we're doing this as a family to create a lifestyle for us especially around olivia so for instance like this morning like i just took time off to spend with my little girl because i've been away the past week and i think that's hugely important so there's no like certain criteria like i'm initially by 10 o'clock or whatever i need to be flexible and that's the biggest thing for having a little girl um and with ali coming on board it's been it's been massive and she's been a game changer to be honest um so yeah it is a flexible system especially with traveling because the biggest thing we want to do as a family is if i'm going away for work then my wife ali and my daughter will ever come with me and they have been which is fantastic we've already been to america and across Europe already and Olivia's been on more holidays than I was when, at that age. I don't even think I think no, really? my first holiday was like five or something. So, so I think I went abroad when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's great. It is great. Um, But working in personal life is, is always is one for us and it's been amazing. Mm. It's a great journey that we've been on so far.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's it's, it's fantastic. if We could make it happen. I'm I trying try to do, try and do the same with my son as well, mm-hmm. and try and sort of build our family routine about you know all the experiences we can now have by doing this yeah. stuff. And actually, he had um, he, he had a TikTok video blow up this weekend, right? Really? He first, he got like he got like seven hundred thousand views on a TikTok, and he's now you remember that he, my son's a ten year old boy. Imagine <laughs> what that must feel like at ten years old to have seven hundred thousand views.
1: So he's this whole weekend.
0: <laughs> Uh, as I said, I said, like, we're going to make you completely TikTok famous, and it's going to create so many opportunities for you. So we were like trying to hack Girl, TikTok yeah. and make all these videos. But I think, I think if you can build your family into these things, um, it's way more oh, exciting, isn't it? I,
1: absolutely, no. I, I love that from the V man. That's that's amazing to hear. And Olivia is all rich. So in this is obviously my studio. Eh, mm. She's got a mini studio along the street, along the street, along the studio here. She's got mini tables. She got her own paints and paper. Every time she comes in here, she steals my brushes, all my paints, all the good stuff, because that's what she needs. Um Absolutely. but also when and she she's in, she helps me mix paint and stuff like that. Don't go wrong, goes everywhere, like usually does. Um, but even when we're doing like live shows and stuff. Recently um we were in Nashville, Tennessee. I was out doing an mm. art residency, and the the client was so welcoming to us as a family. So Ali and Olivia were there every single day, and Olivia would come into the studio, help painting, and she would put her hands on stuff, but that's part of the artwork for me, do you know what I mean? It's part of the experience. So we were doing, a a big thing that I've been doing over the past two years is like live art performances, so basically bringing my artwork to life in front of an audience. And what was quite special about this one was, we had this public viewing, and it was like kids from five, six, and older older, uh, adults and stuff like that as well. And they were watching me paint, but my, my wife and my daughter were running late. So mm-hmm. it was meant to start at two. And the head of the gallery says, We're not starting until Ali and Olivia turn up. So <laughs> I had to make an announcement in front of 250 people saying, Can you wait five minutes before my wife and daughter come? And next minute, oh, right. the door opens up and Olivia comes charging through, shouting, Daddy, 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 paint, paint, paint. And she came in and she literally jumped into my arms and there was 250 people. It was so emotional as well. Nah. And I actually started painting with her in my arms as well. So it was really special and how people can connect with that and the work as well. So it took everything to a whole new level. So, again, that's where I it's the LF conversation, where it becomes work uh, and yeah. business and personal life. It has rolled as one as us for us as a family.
0: Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And that'll be lovely for her to look back on in years because you'll have all that documented. There'll be people taking pictures and everything. Exactly. Yeah, well, I've loved watching your um, journey. You know, a lot of people listening just now won't won't have come across you yet. And uh, yep. obviously you're on here for that reason. And, um, you know, I think it's been a really inspiring journey that you've been on. You've kind of gone from designer to, um, you know, visual artist. to now you're doing these live installations and these live exhibitions. Do you mind talking through a little bit about that journey for those that haven't come across you? The, yep. the, meeting Craig Black for the first time. Just take us on that bit of that oh. journey and, you know, what it's felt she- like for you. Okay,
1: story time. Um so <laughs> I <laughs> I started off as a graphic designer back in 2013. Um I fell in love with typography and lettering and I moved to the bright lights of London. So I graduated in Glasgow, went to London right away. Um get drawn into the the hustle and bustle down there, uh, the excitement. Worked with two agencies and um, to learn about the trade, learning from experienced pros and all those kind of things, but in the background, I had this burning desire to start up my own studio, specialising in typography and lettering. So every evening, every weekend, I was practising and practising on my craft of typing and lettering. And then mm-hmm. after two and a half years of agency life, I my kind of, would you say, studio work, my kind of freelance work was starting to pick up a little bit more. I was got to project after project in terms of typing and lettering. And then I thought, right. I'm going to go for this and start my own studio, and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Um, but I leaned on loads of people over the years, yourself included, uh, who've gave me some invaluable advice. And I went gun ho in setting up my studio, and I lasted somehow for five mm-hmm. or six years. And I was doing—I was a specialist in the field of type, and I was mm-hmm. working on brand marks, typefaces, and for some of the biggest brands and across the world, which is amazing. It took me all over the world, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, and what changed that transition to a visual artist was it was one specific project and an natural dream project and hopefully there's a few football fans here but Rangers Football Club was my dream club growing up like uh, I dreamed about playing football and playing for them but unfortunately wasn't good enough to play for them, the teddy bears um, but I got the fortunate opportunity to create the typeface for Rangers which was a dream come true because when I was younger obviously I used to go to Ibrooks, which is the stadium where Rangers play, and seeing the, the type on the back of the strips, I always thought, who created that? Who was the man behind <laughs> that? And all my idols were wearing this and I thought one day I would I would love to figure that out and then it turns out it was typography. I got this project and I had to be quiet for about a year and a half doing this, which was very, and, very and hard because it was a How dream. How
0: did you get it? For those listening, because there'll through, be some people listening was, and they'll think, how do I get something as amazing as that? How does
1: that? No, I to- totally get it. So it actually came through an agency called Seesaw Creative, who are based in uh, a area. So they actually seen me on LinkedIn, which is a, a huge platform for me, which we can speak about later on. They've seen that I specialising in type, and they reached out to me. Um, at first, they didn't say who the team was, saying, listen, we got this project it's creating a typeface for a football club. Would you be interested? And I says, yeah, let's, let's have a conversation. And, uh, that's quite funny. <laughs> so they invite me to the, sh- uh, the studio and I don't know anyone beforehand. I walk into this meeting room and there's a TV screen and it says Rangers Football Club. And my automatic reaction is, fuck off. And uh, apologies for swearing, but I was mean, just an that's right, reaction. It's a swear-friendly and, uh, podcast. <laughs> that's good to hear then. <laughs> so everyone turns in and goes, are you a Rangers fan? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. So it broke the ice. It made everything so much better. So I still, I was in so shock when we thought of creating this typeface. Yeah. And then from that, I worked hand in hand with Seesaw creating the, this typeface as well as they created the brand evolution for Rangers Football Club. And then I remember I went, I honestly put my heart and soul on this project as you can imagine, yeah. right? I put oh, yeah. a huge amount of pressure on myself because it meant so much to like, my family. So my dad and my brother are massive Rangers fans, all my friends, everybody. Um, so you imagine the pressure that having to deliver something on such a high magnitude. Um, but I delivered it. And I remember even in my first presentation, I went into the, the boardroom in Ibrooks, which I was like mm. looking about. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I love being there. And it came to my part in the presentation talking about the typeface. And to be honest, Andrew, I only done one concept because mm-hmm. I, I knew exactly what I had to do. I was intrinsic mm-hmm. with the brand. And it was as if, in a very, very cheesy way, it was like destiny for me to do this. It yeah. really was. It was like the simple things going into the curvature of a letterform, why it represented to the architecture of the stadium, the gates, mm-hmm. I, like the huge amount of detail I went into. And I even said to the board, like, listen, I've not done any other concept. This is it, this is the mm-hmm. typeface face mm-hmm. for you guys. And, um and then the other seesaw kind of came in and they've done their part of the presentation. And right afterwards, the Rangers board and the marketing team says, listen, before we continue, Craig has absolutely nailed this. This is exactly what we, this is embodies the club. This is exactly what we need. This is it. Yeah. And, um, and they're just sitting there in that moment and they actually signed it off in that meeting as well, which is insane. You never get that. Usually it's like you do a presentation, you walk away, you hear back a week later or so, or amendments but literally they signed it off there and then but So you i can see why they me-
0: signed it off because they you've, <laughs> you've made it easy for them to sign off because you've come in with passion you've mm-hmm. come in with a story and a narrative that goes along with the design and i think i sometimes see designers and they can't understand yeah. why they have to iterate and iterate it's because they didn't yeah. sell in a vision along with it and, I, and you sold it to me so i'm like mm-hmm. yeah i only want one concept <laughs> yeah. i'll take it yeah, yeah. i don't, no, you're, it. you're
1: one you're 100 right and i think that's a huge part of that is my personality as well. Like, I Everything mm-hmm. that I do, I am hugely passionate about and enthusiastic about it, and I give my all to it. So when that happened and they signed it off, like, there was that kind of child <laughs> in me just kind of went, yes! <laughs> I, cel- I celebrated in the meeting a room and everyone just started laughing. <laughs> I know! I was like, oh, boy, you doing this. Why are you doing this? But that, that project yeah. was special, right? And then the pandemic happened and then for two years I couldn't get to see any of the work because the Typeface is using every touch point everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So we were dying to go see it. Um, but at that point of finishing that project, so you can imagine I have gave all, all my energy mm-hmm. spent and it went, it was well received by all the fans. It was well received design community, all those kind of things. And I was I'm hugely grateful for, but it was the end of typography and lettering for me. Like there was nothing, there's nothing going to beat that project for me. Like <laughs> funny enough, I had, training league teams and teams from abroad reaching out to me saying can you create our typeface?" face and I had no enthusiasm I had no passion for it because nothing's going to beat that for me like yeah, yeah. when I first started my studio like what I stood type was like six years ago like that was a dream that was it and I mm-hmm. eclipsed it there's mm-hmm. nothing going to beat that for me so I had to evolve as not only as a, as a creative but also as as a person and what mm-hmm. would I want to do next and at that exact time like my daughter was born and so we have a like a two bedroom uh, apartment and the spare bedroom was my kind of studio at that time so Olivia was born she goes in that room I had to find a new space I found this studio and it was a perfect kind of it was as if the stars were aligned so Mm -hmm. Rangers was finished Olivia was born had to find a new studio and I what I'm doing now in terms of painting acrylic fusion and being a visual artist is what I've always wanted to do as a kid. Like, always wanted to do was throw paint about and build things by hand. And I knew really, realistically, coming out of college and graduation, I couldn't say I'm an artist and come hire me to do all these things. I had to build a brand. I had to build a profile, people to connect with me. And that was hugely important for me. And that's something I've learned from you over the years as well. And when I made that transition from a designer into a visual artist, Mm -hmm. people came with me in that journey. And they understood that journey because they understood how much Rangers meant to me, but they also understand yeah. this new part. So now transitioning to visual artist, like everything's changed. I mean, the whole game feels changed for me and it's as a new field. And coming into this new journey as a visual artist, I had like zero clients in this game, zero. Mm-hmm. And what, so what is a visual start.
0: artist? Because some, some people will be listening so, and say, what does that so term
1: basically, mean? basically, a visual artist is basically like, creation of artworks, I round my shoulder, you can see all these footballs and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a visual representation of artwork kind of thing um, yeah. in this physical form for me personally, um, rather than like a musician or anything like that. Visual artwork i building building on, I, I create things on wood, metal, um, all sorts of things. Um, yeah. But yeah, so while I was having that design um, studio and journey that six years, mm-hmm. about three years ago, I was starting to practice acrylic fusion in the background, like very subtly. I was like building in my craft and stuff. No one really knew I was in the background doing this because I was projecting where I was going to go in this career. And this is something that I definitely want to mm. go down as a, as a visual artist. Um, so when that time came to that jump into being a visual artist already had three years of practice. So it's like getting back a few mm. steps. When I was in the agency world, For two and a half years, I was practicing typography and lecturing before anyone even knew who I was. So when I made that transition, he's like, oh, he's good at that. He's good at that because I've, I've put in the hard, the, like, the hard work and the yards behind the scenes. Yeah, it's like, all,
0: it's almost like you're always, and I've always thought this as well, is that you need, you know, people will catch up. They see something being successful, they try and mimic it, but you're already mm-hmm. three steps, you're three years ahead because yep. you've been doing that and you're now on to your next transition. So they're copying and delay all the time and that's what it feels
1: like. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, I love that you say that because I am constantly evolving my practice, my technique, every single project I'm going along, and even the discussions that I'm having now on a project that may happen in a year's time. It's bonkers. I mean, insane, massive scale stuff, immersive experiences, Mm. like stuff that is blowing my mind. And I just, I'm like that kid again, I can't wait. I want to do it now. Let's do it. (laughs) uh, But it's, it's been stepping stones in a sense, and it's seen that progression. And I'm, I'm constantly, like I said, evolving as a person, but also as a creative and and challenge. A big thing I do is I constantly challenge myself. Like, is this Mm -hmm. what I want to do? And people always talk about procrastination, right? I, I cut procrastination out. Like, as soon as I even get the thought of it, I go, fuck that. I'm moving on. I'm doing it. Whatever needs to be done, whether it's the smallest task to the biggest task or the hardest task, whatever you want to do. And that has been a, a game changer for me, even the past few years, especially having Olivia and being a dad because She's number one. She's my number one job, being a dad for her. And <laughs> so when I'm in the studio, I'm like, right, I've got four hours to execute here. Like, what yeah. do I need to do to get done? And you know, you know you've know, got those many jobs go, oh, I can't be bothered. But I'm like, it needs to be done. Get it done, Craig. And I'll smash yeah. it, smash it, tick, 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 and moving on. And then when I go home, it's like, I'm done with the art stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm back to dad. And that's what I want. And that's probably why, like, everything is evolving for us.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. That's lovely to hear as well. And it's just nice mm-hmm. to, I think it's important. You know, uh, I talk about it quite a lot. You need to have that separation for family as well, as you know, mm-hmm. for for time and downtime away from it, especially as a creative as well. You need, your brain needs rest. So mm-hmm. you're good when you are creative. Oh. Now, I'm going to jump back to your Acrylic Fusion because I'm sitting yep. just now, I'm looking at pictures of it in the background. <laughs> I know exactly what it is. Some people yep. are listening to this podcast and some people haven't come across you yet. So can you describe Acrylic Fusion and how you came about that? Technique, of what it is. Right, okay. There's a funny story that
1: goes with that. But acrylic fusion is essentially acrylic paints mixed together to create interesting and mesmerising effects and patterns on any kind of surfaces and products. So I can pour acrylic fusion on footballs, which was a catalyst for my career, wood, metal. Um, any kind of product that I've had my hands on really like mm. I, I test on everything football boots you can just see in the corner here yeah. skateboards um, all sorts of things now um, and how it actually came about was through my wife so Ali came home one day with these gym leggings on and there was like crazy patterns on them. obviously very similar to a cut fusion and I'm like they're wicked like they're an amazing pair of gym leggings and she was just staring at me going <laughs> What? What are you get? And I, I my, head, but my head's already spinning. Going, how does something like, how does someone make that pattern? How is that kind of working yeah. and stuff like that? So, I ended up on YouTube, right? Just typing in paint, paint mixing, paint pouring, and you know how you are going that downward spiral of YouTube, and you lead you to a video, to a video, to a video. So let me into this world of paint pouring, yeah. and um, and I was hooked. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like I'm going to try this out. So the day later, I got a canvas. I actually created an installation. It was called London Calling. Um, it's actually still on my website. It's one. It's mm-hmm. one of my favourites, and it's the very first acrylic fusion, and uh, and it's been sold, which is quite nice. But I did this in the spare bedroom, and I was like, right, okay. I had a, I, I, an old iPhone over the, my shoulder, filming me doing the process kind of thing, because I wanted I want to show people how I'm creating this as well, even mm-hmm. though it's a first time experiment throwing this paint on it, grabbing the sides, pouring about, shaking it. And it created this amazing installation of this pattern form. Mm. And I thought, this is amazing, this is dynamite. And I was hooked, hooked from there. And then from that, that was about nearly four or five years ago now. Uh, and ever since, I've been just building that process, ever involving my technique. Every single project I'm doing right now, every single thing, I'm, I'm finessing it. There's a little bit more, I've got, I've got a recipe, but every time you can change it, you can you can kind of evolve it ever so slightly and you start to figure about how big can you go, what's the what's the scale, what's the technique I'm trying to get across. Yeah. Because when you when I use acrylic fusion, um, which is a, a paint pouring technique, it works differently on different objects. So for instance, mm-hmm. you see the footballs on my shoulder here, you pour from the, the top of the ball and then gravity takes hold and wraps around, yeah. and then because of gravity in the paint, it creates its own organic kind of form which is yeah. beautiful and it's it's spectacular and then you've got over here in the on the wall here which is a, basically a flat piece of wood mm-hmm. so i would pour paint onto the wood grab the size of the wood and literally move it about but then after that because gravity can't push it kind of yeah. sideways so i mm-hmm. need to go in and manipulate it that way so i maybe add in more paint i use my breath or use hair dryer or whatever i need to use to to create more blends yeah. to it and stuff like that so it but the connecting factor about all of these forms is, is acrylic fusion, and you see it now and go, oh, that's a great black, that's a great black, okay. and that connection is quite special, um, and it's why brands are reaching out to me now, and even art galleries as well, and art collectors and are, who are want a piece of the action. Um, but and one so thing are, to are you, know:
0: are you, are you niching directly on that specialism then, in terms of acrylic fusion? Is that is that now going to be your sole style for this period I of think,
1: time? I, I think so. Yeah, in terms of acrylic fusion, yeah, but. With acrylic fusion technique itself, like it's so versatile. So mm-hmm. whether I use a football or a shoe or a flat piece of wood or a large building that can be transformed digitally, like there's so many pockets of it. But they, yeah, yeah. it all ties back to acrylic fusion to the physical form to me to my part to it. So it all, yeah. I so I don't see it being such a niche thing. Just doing me doing football, I see it getting yeah. there's such breadth to it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is quite fascinating. And what, what is I find quite a, uh, an interesting kind of conversation that you have with clients is they'll see something like me pouring on a shoe and a client mm. actually came up to me and says like to work for a speaker company I Thought, how cool mm. would that be on a set of speakers and I thought I think it'd be pretty cool as well let's <laughs> let's try it out and that's what yeah. happened and then we formed and ended up in a, um, a, a set of speakers for wisdom audio which were unreal they became a, yeah. iconic a speaker system, and by doing all these things, every single paint that I do is truly unique. Like yeah. I could use the same colors, same object, but I could never replicate the same pattern. And I think that's become such a a unique selling point for me as well, mm-hmm. because people are buying into that, and that is like no one else in the world is going to have this. Yeah. And yeah. I think well, I- that's like a special thing.
0: I think I've got an observation that's just, I think, so clever that you've nailed that, you know, I'd love for anyone listening to to see where the magic in Craig Black is, is that you were, first of all, a designer, right? And design Mm -hmm. is so broad that it's very hard to get recognized as a designer if you're broad and you do everything. Mm -hmm. But you very quickly figured out i'm going to focus that on type right so you Mm -hmm. figured out a real niche and then people would they knew what they could come to you for they wanted that type so you have then Mm -hmm. you moved into your visual art and you could have gone into physical activations doing all sorts of different stuff but you kept it very very niche Mm -hmm. so it makes it very easy to buy from craig black because paired with the niche that you're selling you've got a great story you've got a great enthusiasm Mm -hmm. and when brands Mm -hmm. are thinking about who they're buying or who they want to collaborate with Mm -hmm. well they need to they need an easy purchase they need something Yeah. easy that they know what they're buying and they, they want enthusiasm and they want a lovely st- and a great story to go along with it so you're yeah. kind of hitting all of those markers for something so I think mm-hmm. well done congratulations I think it's really nice <laughs> to see and it's nice to see the involvement
1: of how you've got mm-hmm. there as well. Um, I, I, I truly appreciate it, Andrew and it does mean a lot because it has been a journey and, and you learn a lot as you go along and you're looking for other people like yourself and other people who've, who've kind of niched down and wider and you go down and and I think it's important to go through that process as well. And I think one thing that for me is like, I absolutely love what I do. And that is the fundamental, mm-hmm. like you can niche down on something, but if you don't love it, you're not going to yeah. get the full kind of connection with people. Do you know what I mean? That's why people, like you are saying, like this why brands want to connect with me because my heart and soul goes into this. Like you see, like I, I walk in, I've got a big smile on my face and it's genuine because I'm like, I'm painting here. I'm creating artwork <laughs> for people. And and what is what is also part of this kind of special thing now is like brands, I've seen an association with Craig Black, the brand, so it's mm-hmm. brand X Craig Black. And that's such a lucrative thing to have. And it's something mm-hmm. that I've been striving for for a long, long time. And mm-hmm. it because I think I, it does bring in that niche, but it also brings in more of who I am as a person as well. And that story, like uh, we're speaking about sure. just now and who I am. Uh, and I'm hugely proud of like who I am and, and I mm-hmm. want to share that with the world because I feel like I come from a working class background and to be pursuing my dreams and oh, get a bit emotional with this and that um, <laughs> for pursuing my dreams. And, and I've, and I've grinded and I've very, it's been, it has been tough and I've worked my bogs off to get here. and mm-hmm. uh, And to be able to inspire others is a big part of what I do. It really is. Yeah. Like it is and especially from the, the younger generation come through and even the older generation who see what I'm doing. Like to be able to combine a great passion of mine, combine it with my family, working with brands across the world into the world is 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 a dream. It really is. But I've I've had a vision of this seven years ago, right? I I'll even go I'll go a bit deeper for you. So about about seven years ago, I was in London. I started my studio in London actually. I was in this little cabin studio in North London, um, mm-hmm. which was actually my bedroom as well. It was weird. So I was in there 24 hours a day and it was hugely tough starting a business. You know what it's like, Andrew, like right at the very beginning, it was so tough and I had nothing. I had money, like I had yeah. pennies, right? And I was yeah. eating, <laughs> I was I was on the old noodles and trying to get yeah. by a bit of toast for my dinner and stuff. like was that bad. But one thing I kept going through is visualization, right? Visualization has been a big part for me, and it's basically kind of mental imagery of where you see yourself being in the future, right? So back then, when I had, I was so far away from it. I didn't even have, I didn't even meet my wife Ali yet, but all I dreamed about was having a wife, having a family, and a daughter and Olivia. Going back home to to my actual homes in Gurek, which is right beside uh, Greenock going back home, setting up a schedule and being a visual artist and touring the world and and doing it as a family. like I thought about that every single day for seven years and then everything started and it it has all came to life. It really has and all the projects that are coming through right now like Rangers and stuff, like I visualised that way before it happened and Mm -hmm. it's a hugely powerful tool which I think is totally underestimated and I think people should start to look into it. There's people who are Listen to this right now. Like, if you google it, there's much more people who can explain it better than me, and there's tools to using it. But mm-hmm. it's such a powerful tool, and even like, um, a uh, kind of powerful quotes and stuff like that as well. Like, I say them out loud. Like, I have a gratitude thing that I say every morning that I'm grateful for my life, family, kids, um, everything that I'm doing, over all the opportunities because I'm, I'm genuinely okay. grateful for everything that happens. Even, even another thing, like, I, I know I'm. I'm side tangent here, but nice, perfect, so yeah. a big, a big thing is like LinkedIn. Right. And I think a lot of people is like who connect with me on LinkedIn. Like I, I've devoted a lot of time to LinkedIn over the years and I've built a connection with people who have never actually met, but they've become friends online. And then when we do meet, it's as if we've known each other for years. But when I put a post up, right. Uh, whether it's work, any kind of beautiful kind of content that I've created. Um, and in the comments that I get from that, and even the likes, I am genuinely grateful for every single comment on that like it means the world to me because that person has took even if it's five seconds or ten seconds Mm -hmm. or a minute five minutes to take time to sit and write a message or even like that piece of content i've done And and i'll make sure that i devote time to that person as well to say thank you like mm-hmm. that means so and much to me. it's so and important it, isn't it Like you know, it's it, amazing it when is. you say it
0: like that because that you, you, you can see these comments and you can just you can glide by them or you can go actually a human being stopped yeah and took the you know it's a nice way of putting yeah. it
1: yeah it, 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 it is so so important and I think again mm-hmm. that people don't understand that because at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's, it's communicating with another human being yes it's a digital platform but if someone is in the street or you're standing in a room with someone and they say oh your work's nice and I'll be like <laughs> you're not going to know them are you so it's, it's the exact same process exactly, exactly. And, yeah, but yeah. because of that like, I've had people who would thank me for even replying but I even go a step further and speak, send them a message privately and say listen that that comment <laughs> means the world to me it does and it really generally does like, very recently um, we made it like obviously I mentioned before my wife Alice joined the business and we made a public announcement of it on, on LinkedIn and It blew up, like it literally blew up. And it was like, Mm -hmm. I can't even remember how many comments. And I was like, that's going to take me like a full day to get back to them. But I thought, great. And even Ali was like, we're doing this. And there's so much positivity and and enthusiasm from people to to congratulate me in in doing this. Because it is a dream come true for us. Like we've been working towards, like for Ali to to join the business has literally been like six, seven years in the making. Like it's not been easy to do that and we finally came to this point like to make that happen and it's such a and that is a dream for me that's such a dream it's not like a i've done rangers and there's other big dream projects but yeah. the dream is creating a lifestyle and and working with a family and being able to do this as a family like what would kill me i don't i do am say tangent again i bear with me here right but spending time in an agency right and i remember this is years ago and i would see dads right who would get a phone call from the nursery or whatever saying like mm-hmm. their son or daughters ill, and at that time they wouldn't be able to leave to go yeah, see their daughter yeah, yeah. because of presentations or their, their boss or whatever and that struck me and I thought I'm never ever going to let myself be in that position. And I think probably it's maybe because the time and present, the agency I was in at the time or whatever, but yeah, yeah. It, it really resonated with me. And I wanted to make sure that I create an opportunity that works for me and I that we'd not tie to someone else letting let me go to see my yeah, little girl exactly. or take my little girl to school and all those kind of things like that. That's the dream for me. And it's, I know it's very, very cheesy, but it's true. And that's yeah. why I've been working way hard, way beyond before she was even born, to create this like yeah it's it's so far fetched in the future but it's it's core to who i am as a person and i had to make these fundamental building blocks to make it in place so even like this morning when i was saying like i took the morning off like mm-hmm. to spend time with my little girl and not having to worry about yeah. invoices and all the chasing and all that stuff because i've done the like hard graph in the past few years to allow mm-hmm. things to take over and i think that's important to to say that but don't get wrong there's still plenty of hard work to do in the future and there's so much more bigger than exciting projects but to do it I keep saying this doing it as a family is just so so special
0: Yeah, no, it comes through, and you know, big congratulations to you both because it's it's teamwork that makes it happen. You know, it's as much working with each other behind the scenes as well. So, um, no, it's nice to see it to come through fruition. And, you know, I think it's great what you're saying with LinkedIn as well. I'm a big advocate of it, it's such a powerful Mm -hmm. platform. And I think, yeah, I think also what's given you your success, you know, from an outsider's point of view, is that, you know, I've met a lot of creative people in my journey, I've met a lot of people, creative people on my podcast, etc., as well. And, you know, I think. You've identified that you're also a brand, and you've got to look mm-hmm. after your own business, and you know that mm-hmm. great black mark, that great black um mm-hmm. uh, equity, you know. And you're clearly, you know, you're putting as much effort into building your story, coming out and sharing mm-hmm. and giving everything away. I'm, I'm a big believer in once mm-hmm. you learn stuff, give it away tenfold. It comes back. Yeah. It comes back so much for <laughs> you. And you know, yeah you're doing it. You're going off and telling your story, and uh, mm-hmm. I think it really resonates with people. And then they're mm-hmm. part of that journey, so they, they want to be a part of it as well. So yeah, um, i just what, what's next then, Craig? Because because you, you you've done loads. You've 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 only had seven <laughs> years, and you've got and you're still young, right? You're still young. Yeah, you've got loads yeah. ahead of you. It, so what, what's coming? It's is
1: in terms of the art career is very very early stages. I've only technically run the studio for two years uh, in the art world, and it's been insane. I've what I've achieved so far in two years. Like I've, I've worked with something like UEFA at uh, the Premier League. Um, which is just insane levels of being a massive football fan and combining my art with that is just incredible. So I have a goal of going to the World Cup and mm-hmm. I've had discussions that may allow me to go to the World Cup this year, which is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. I mean, like, uh, like I wish, I wish Scotland qualified though. If Scotland were going out and qualifying, I can go out. Go out and celebrate with the Scottish team, but I may have to fly the flag as the solo Scotsman out there. So. But I'm hoping there's a few discussions happening for that, and be, basically, I'd be live painting footballs at Qatar, which would be insane. Wow. Um, I've also got, a, I'm going to say this out loud because I'm, I believe in stuff. Like, I'm going to work on an aeroplane one day. That's one of the ones I want to mm. work on, a, create artwork on a, the fin of an aeroplane or even the whole plane imagine the whole playing acrylic fusion that'd be insane but i'm having i'm having all these discussions just now with some of the biggest brands in the world and they want to collaborate with me which i'm hugely grateful for and they're about a year in the making um i yeah. can't obviously say who they are yet um but there's quite special and but one thing that's part of all of that is what you get with me is not just like a, a piece of nice artwork as well like I think in terms of content point of view, you get the process as well. That's a big part of the marketing campaigns, working with brands as well. Bringing the viewer into my world, how things are created as well, because I think when you can see, if you were just to look at one of my footballs right away, you could really think, oh, it's digitally printed or it's CGI or whatever. And then you realize like, oh, that's actually painted on and that's such a unique Mm -hmm. concept. So because I've created the, the process of that and bringing that viewer into it, that has now formed into a live performance art thing which is blown up for me as well. So now I'm working with these brands and it's there's certain touch points as well. So you get an artwork, you get the the marketing campaign, which is the video content, imagery as well. And then you get the launch and let's let let's do a live performance art show. But let's think of like a music gig. You know how when they've got the big smoke machines and it's like the bass and the music and stuff like let's do that but with art as well, with me doing it and we can make it theatrical. Can we can we work with like an orchestra to play at the same time as me doing my artwork and stuff like these are the conversations that are happening which are mind-boggling but I think at this time in terms of the live performance stuff it's it's been actually critical because we've been locked away for two years because of the pandemic and I've kind of came out and going I'm doing this like come see it come see it for your life uh, for in real life kind of thing and people are absolutely loving it like Anyone yeah. who is listening to this, and I hope one day you can come to one of my shows and unfortunately I'm going to be traveling the world soon and don't know if it's going to be an actual tour, like I sound like a, a musician, I'm not going to do a tour yet, but it could happen. Why not? Why but, not? I know it could happen actually. You know what? It's going to happen. Let's make it mm. happen. And, um, but coming and seeing these artworks being brought to life in front of you is a whole different level. And the the joy in people's faces is, is something special. Mm. Like. There was one recently, like, I had this young kid. And this is the other thing, actually. Like, don't underestimate the impact that you can have in someone else's life, right? And this, mm-hmm. is, this is really important to me because it happened very recently. When I was in Nashville again, so I was about to do this live paint show, which is um installation, sorry, which is like a circular kind of sphere thing on top of a plinth. And I basically pour paint on top and it makes this pattern. But yep. prior to that, I had to mix the paints and stuff. And there was, these, mm-hmm. there was like a barrier and there was this little girl, she was about six or seven-ish kind of thing. And I was like, do you want to mix the paint kind of thing and help me do it? So literally, she said, I gave her the cup of paint and she the smile on her face. She was like, <laughs> oh my God. And her parents were so happy. Everyone around her was giving a clap. So I basically took the cup off her and then I did the rest, brought the one mm-hmm. to life. Yeah. a few. So after the show mum comes up to me and she says Craig like I can't get emotional here Craig I can't thank you enough for bringing my little girl into your experience because she's going through a challenging time right now Mm -hmm. she was kind of very recluse and what you did is you gave her a platform to come out of her shell and she can't stop smiling just now and all she wants to be is an artist just like you And then, so I took her contact details and uh, that was back in March and she's been giving me updates to this little girl and she is so happy. She's like thriving now. She's in a classroom. She's now like doing more art stuff as well. She's got all these new group of pals and stuff just because of a simple gesture that I did, but bringing that viewer into my world and creating artwork. And then it made me realize how special of what I'm doing, what is quite special about it. So that's why I'm bringing the viewers and I want people to come in and see what I'm doing. And if there's an opportunity to to get your own piece of artwork, because that artwork is is now hers. It's not yeah, mine. I, it's hers as well. It, yeah. And I think that's quite special. And I, and what brands are realizing this as well, like that mm-hmm. human factor, that connection is yeah. so, so important. And we can easily get lost in a, in a digital era now. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to, like, I, I want for me personally, is that human connection and how people can, can see this and how it can make them feel and that's a big part of what I'm doing as well and again like I'm I'm still a kid inside and I'm still painting away and I'm still it's just such, such a joy to be able to make that impact on other people's life and again when we, even when I share my, when I go to conferences and share my story and my talk and stuff like that and how the amount of people who come up afterwards who I'm hugely grateful for say that I can inspire them to go chase their own dreams and stuff like that yeah. Like I think if you've got everyone's got a story every single person and I think the thing is is you can help inspire someone else to do good and if you can push that on and you can keep going that forward yeah it makes you know it a better that. place exactly exactly and mm-hmm. I think that if we continue that and probably from a Scottish point of view and you're a shame Andrew like at first off you're kind of all like oh no I don't know if I could do it it's in a you're kind of hidden away but at the same time I'm like no I'm, I'm proud of being Scottish I'm going to share my story and I'm going to connect with the world and fly the flag in a sense and then that connection makes a whole better place and a whole better world
0: we've always said it craig every time we've met we've always said why in scotland are you not allowed to tell your story why are you not allowed to inspire? and we're we're going to change it we're creating the new version
1: (laughs) exactly and it's 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 so true and i can't i honestly can't wait for the the next person to come through and start sharing their story and and i'm like oh shit like like it sounds this sounds about cheesy, right? And I, I don't I got asked this recently, like who inspires you, right? And for me, who inspires me is Scottish people doing well and thriving in their industry, right? Mm. Football terminology. We've got the two best left backs in the world, and Andy Robertson and, and Keenan Tierney, right? I, I love the fact that they are thriving, they're thriving in their clubs in the international scene, right? Martin Comston, who's uh who's from my hometown, is an actor who's doing, thriving, he's doing extremely well. But even if you um you talk about like Marvel, right? And um, oh, I forgot, you forgot their names, I'm looking stupid here. But the recent one with Eternals, uh, the guy who played the bodyguard, what's his name? Richard Madden, is that his name? Richard Madden? Oh, I don't know. Oh. So, right, someone's got to comment on this. I'm sure it's Richard Madden. <laughs> but he's like thriving now. He's like a big actor for Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Eternals and stuff. And, and then the Marvel scene. And I just lo- I- I love it. Seeing like, <laughs> people great, going <laughs> to that level and a global scene, that pushes me. I'm like, I'm going to mm-hmm. get to that level. And Mm -hmm. when I get to that level, I hope someone who's I've helped up going away going, you know what, if Craig can do it, I can do it. And that's the biggest thing. It's been able to inspire others to do the same.
0: Yeah, that's when you when you when you travel around the world, you realize these people are no different than us. I know. And it's just a little bit. You've got to pop your head up just a touch, just a touch. And it's there, you know, so I know. I know.
1: And it's the same way goes to I I keep chatting here, but it's like come back to LinkedIn, right? And I, like when you when you see people who are working with these big brands who are maybe it's the decision makers and stuff like see the end of the day they're just a human being and you can connect mm-hmm. with them on a human level and just say hello and just start a connection like the amount of times that people who work for these big brands like, you know what not many people reach out to me just to. Just to connect and say hello, like all they want is work, work, work. They Mm come full force on them, but it's all about building relationships and getting to know someone. And then when you break down those barriers, they're not any different from me or you. Just exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's that's what it's all about. It's that human connection and building relationships. And I think if we can Uh, keep doing that, and I'll tell you a funny story,
0: Craig because you were saying about this human connection thing and um, when Made Brave was just growing in, in the first couple of years and it was getting kind of big and I was getting all these big brands coming to me um, I got interviewed so a big paper in Scotland came and interviewed me it was my first interview and I was so nervous, right? <laughs> and, you know, and, and you're trying to watch all the words that are coming out of your mouth and you're trying to think and um, and they said, Andrew he sort of finished the finished the interview and uh, he popped his head back in the door he said, I forgot to ask you one question he said, um, how, how do you get all these big brands? And I said to him, Well, they're, and I, I didn't think this was part of the interview, right? This me. And I said, Well, they're, they're just human beings like you or me. They, they, they all go home at night, they tuck themselves up in bed, and they eat digestive biscuits. <laughs> 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 and I was just saying to him, I'm like, they're just like normal voting digestive biscuits. And literally, the press, the headline was Andrew Dobie reveals the secret sauce on how to work <laughs> with big brands or something. They all go home at night. Tuck themselves up in bed and eat digestive biscuits. No way. And I was like, I'm taking that. That's it. That's that, I'm taking it. You know. So exactly. Um,
1: but that. But it's true. <laughs> it is true. And like, I I always one thing that's always worked for me, and I hope this can be a helpful tip for anyone who's looking to, whether it's a big brand, small brand, or whoever. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as I get any kind of nibble or a bite. potential opportunity like especially if it's in London I will be there I will get a flight and I'll go meet them face to face I will it's nice to have the the pleasantries on an email but I I know I I I know if I get in a room with this person and meet them face to face half the battle's done Mm -hmm. and I've been doing that for all my career all my career and even if it's took me I've actually done it to this I went over to New York and done the exact same spent all my money all my money to get myself there and I was literally mm-hmm. living on nothing to get over there and just to meet people face to face and see because of that I got everything back in tenfold I'd honestly have over the years it's still happening right now all those yep. connections and meeting people face to face and now that we can do it like go grasp that opportunity go meet someone for a coffee like go find out Absolutely. who they are who what they're like as a person and that's yeah, and yeah. That is the catalyst for everything that's happened for me is because of that and but people don't realize that the thing is just a nice piece of content you put on online and it just generates the work there's there's so much happens behind yeah. the scenes that you need to you need to make happen and that is the thing you've got to grind to make it happen and build these connection relationships because once you start a relationship and i'm sure you're the same andrew that go oh maybe it's not the right opportunity for me but my pal over here works for this brand and he's needing this yeah. agency to do the branding and you're like bingo there you go <laughs> and, he ex- and they recommend you on because of word of their mouth and they say Andrew's a top fella let's get him because he's a good guy the yep. amount of times that I hear that from people want to work with me because I'm a good person yeah, the, yeah. Se- the, right. second, the second part of that is the, the, the work is only half, the, half, half the part yeah yeah half. exactly exactly and I think that's underutilized personally and, and I'm hoping these guys are golden nuggets for these viewers to, to take that on boards and, and, and utilise it themselves. Great. Well, that feels like a very
0: nice moment to, to end the show today. So that back, I've just that's, been, that's talking, we've been, I've been talking. We've been for to six hours. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. No, we're bang on we're bang on time and uh, yeah no I just want to thank you for coming on the show It's been an absolute delight you can clearly see why you're successful and why you're going to continue to get even more successful so I just want to um, congratulate you and the whole family um, on the success and I look forward to watching more of the journey as it unfolds for us all. Where can people find you Craig online if where do we want to, where do we want to point them?
1: you can find so you can go to my website which is www.craig.black. You can find me on LinkedIn. If you type in Craig Black, I should should be the top guy, I think, on, there, on the list. The top, the top Craig Black. <laughs> um, you can find me on social media at underscore Craig Black, and that's on Instagram and Twitter. I'm more prominent on LinkedIn, so if you're listening, please connect. Send me a message. I'd love to speak to you. I'd love to get to know you all. Um, but, yeah, um, I've absolutely loved this obviously i've chatted loads did you ask a question oh, really? i don't even know if you even asked a question <laughs> i just i just I kept rambling on
0: i could literally sit here for the rest of the day <laughs> and I chat to you. i've got about another 40 questions on here but i'm also conscious that you've got work ahead of you and uh, yeah no we'll maybe get you on for a second episode that's let's do get it. You back on. let's do it yeah craig thanks so much thanks again Hey everyone, Andrew here and thanks so much for listening As we said at the start we hope to inspire creativity and bravery in you so if this podcast has helped you in any way or if it's inspired you to do something brave we want to hear about it Drop us an email at hello at justachatwith.com and who knows, maybe we'll feature you on a future episode If you want to support the podcast please rate, subscribe and write us a review and help us get the word out Thanks, and we'll see you next time